on this edition of Life on the Run. You are to stretch beyond your comfort zone. You're to stretch beyond where you feel comfortable. You have the power to overcome. You have the power to take on each challenge. You have the power to take on each trial. Life moves fast, and we don't often take a moment to hit the brakes and slow down. Do you want to take your life and your faith to the next level? Join Pastor Dale Sism as he shines a light on what it truly means to love God, serve people, and share Christ in your area of influence. This is Life on the Run, a weekly podcast designed to help more people find true life in Jesus Christ. We've been in a series called Breakthrough, Breaking Through Life's Battles, Finding Victory in Life's Battles. Now, would you agree it's no secret that we have struggles, storms arise, they they rock our boat, but it's how we respond in those circumstances that is either going to bring us peace and victory or depression and defeat. And it all depends on, on where our mindset is, where our heart is, and how we respond when life's storms and battles rock our boat. You know, how do you see your life? You know, I have and you have struggle after struggle, time after time, and maybe we feel that we've done all that we can to stand strong, and if that's you, today's message is for you. We're going to be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 17 this morning, and we're going to be looking at the story of David and Goliath, one of my favorite passages. It's a it's a story of victory. It's a story of um, excitement. And, and it's a story of one young man who chose to stand against fear and chose to stand against a giant so that Israel would be saved. So, First Samuel chapter... 17. So hold your finger there for a second. I want to say this. God has a plan for you. God knit you. He formed you. And he's working out his plan daily in your life. And there is hope for tomorrow. The storm of life, I will say this, it will end. This too shall pass. But if we call out in faith, knowing that God fights our battles, and we put our trust in Him, and we know that tomorrow the victory will come, we just have to take a step back and look at what the storm is doing around us and take our faith and the gifts that God has given us to find victory. So let's start in verse 1, chapter 17. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered in Socha, which belongs to Judah. They encamped between Socha and Ezka in Ephes Damim. And I'm probably murdering those words. <laughs> and Saul the men, and the men of Israel were gathered together And they encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. 
The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. It's about nine and a half feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had a bronze armor on his legs and bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels. And a shield bearer went before him. And he stood and he cried out to the armies of Israel and said, Why have you come up to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And you the servants of Saul. Choose a man for yourself. Let him come down. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Verse 11. When Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. So our story begins on the battlefield. Two armies facing off against each other. But here's the thing. Verse 1 says that the Philistines gathered their armies to battle at Socha, which belongs to Judah. Judah belongs to Israel. It's one of the 12 tribes of Israel. The Philistines had come home to roost. The Philistines had come home to Israel's home. And they were willing to take it from them. You know, our life is very similar. The enemy, the trials and the tribulations that we face, that is coming and encroaching upon our life, upon our home. And here's the thing. You are God's chosen people. You are God's royal priesthood. And if the enemy comes against us, that's our territory it's, it's laying claim to. So what happens in battle? You feel lost. You feel alone. Israel was on one side of the valley. They were unwilling to go into the valley and up the other side of the mountain and fight with the Philistines. They isolated themselves and they felt defeated. It says here that Saul and all of Israel, they were dismayed, which means they already felt defeated in their hearts. They were already saying, we lost the war. And the war hadn't even started yet. They were afraid. They were greatly afraid. You know, we can't often see past our own giants. Verse 16, And the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. 40 days he came out and taunted Israel. 40 days he said, I defy you. Do you feel like your struggles are mocking you and fighting against you and you just pray and hope that it's all going to go away? 
You know, what are you facing right now? Maybe it's your job. Maybe you have a, uh, a struggle within your job, whether it's with a boss or a coworker, or maybe you just, you know, lost your job. Or you know somebody who has. You know, your children, maybe you're having issues with your children or your finances, and you feel like, how can I make tomorrow's payments? I, I, I feel weak, I feel lost. Maybe you're having a health crisis, a loss of a loved one. I'm here to tell you that God has a plan. God anointed David years prior to this. He was just a boy when God anointed him, so God already had a plan. You know, God is going to send help when you least expect it. Think about this. David was sent by Jesse, verse 17. And Jesse said to his son David, Take for your brothers an ephah of dry grain, ten loaves, and run to your brothers at the camp. Carry these ten cheeses to the captain of the thousands, and see how your brothers fare, and bring back news of them. So God's going to bring, send help when you least expect it. Jesse sent David. God's going to prepare you ahead of time to fight when the time arises. David told Saul, I fought against the lion. And I struck him. And I killed him. I fought a bear. And I, pull, I, I pulled him by the beard and I killed him. So God's got this. But the question is, how are you going to fight? How are you going to fight? How do you see victory in life's battles? So this morning, I want to give you five things, or as I like to call them, five stones that you can use to face against the enemy. Five stones that you can use in your battles. So stone number one. Don't give in to fear. Don't give in to fear. Second Timothy says, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of what? A sound mind. God's given you a sound mind. Have you heard the phrase, fear is the opposite of faith, or faith is the opposite of fear? You know, they're, they're polar opposites. When we allow fear to take root in our life, it immobilizes us. It forces us into a non-action. You know, Israel was dismayed. They were greatly afraid. They stood on the mountain and like, we are not going into that valley. We're not going there. But here's something neat. David arrived at the camp. Just as Goliath was coming out onto the field to mock Israel. So, verse 23, we're going to pick up there. And as he talked with them, so David's talking to his brothers. Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, was coming up against the armies of the Philistines, from the armies of the Philistines, and he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. And all of Israel, when they saw the man fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. So now we're gone from just being greatly afraid to dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man? 
who's come up, surely he's come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches. Give him his daughter, and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, Well, what is going to be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away this reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Polar opposites. Saul and the army, they're now running away. I mean, they just see Goliath and like, we're out of here. David, on the other hand, said, who is this guy? And why is he defying the armies of the living God? You say you're afraid, I say we have God. That's the difference between a fearful heart and a heart that is full of faith. You see, David was curious. See, what is fear telling you? Is, is fear mocking you like Goliath? Is, uh, is it saying you're not good enough? Is fear telling you you're never going to succeed? You're going to lose this battle. You know what? Why even fight this battle? Give up, curl up on a couch with a cup of cocoa and just whine. It, you know, David's brothers that were afraid. They were telling David he wasn't good enough. They were telling David, what are you doing? Go home. Get out of here. Have you ever felt your trials telling you that? Would you just stop trying to fight this? You're not going to win. I know that's how I felt when I was losing my home to foreclosure. I'm like, well, this is, this is a pointless battle. I don't even know why I'm fighting this. You know, yes, I lost my home to foreclosure. But God. But God. God still restored. God still brought the victory. It may not have been the victory I was looking for, but God still brought the victory and God restores. You see, David had a different mindset than his, than his brothers. Verse 30, and he turned from him. So he turned from his brothers toward another and he said the same thing. And the people answered as the first ones. You know, get out of here, David. But listen to what, what happened. And the words which David spoke were heard and they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. And then David said to Saul, I love this, let no man's heart fail because of him. Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight. Your servant will go and fight. You see, when we stand up and challenge fear, courage wells up and establishes our feet and our resolve in God. Winston Churchill, I love Winston Churchill. He, 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 was, a, he, he was the man who helped, you know, England, you know, win, win the war. He said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is courage to continue that counts. Mark Twain, famous author, wrote, courage is resistance to fear, the mastery of fear, not the absence of it. And Napoleon Hill, entrepreneur, he says, strength and growth 
come only through continuous effort and struggle. What are these men saying? They're saying, you are to stretch beyond your comfort zone. You're to stretch beyond where you feel comfortable. You have the power to overcome. You have the power to take on each challenge. You have the power to take on each trial. And you can become the best version of yourself that you can be. You see, David fought a lion. He fought a bear. Those were trials, and he beat those trials. Why? Because he had faith in God. He had faith that God would pull him through. Hebrews 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So here's the deal. Take that first stone. Conquer fear. Conquer fear. Stone two. Use God's word to build up your faith. Is this good, you guys with me? Use God's word to build up your faith. You see, the Bible is sharper than any two-edged sword, causing the division between the soul and the spirit. In other words, it pierces between the soul <coughs> and the spirit. Psalm 119, verse 15 says this, And I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. You see, God's word is our secret weapon. This book right here is the only weapon you need. This weapon will pull you through some of the darkest times of your life. It will pull you through some of the hardest trials that you're going to walk through. This word is filled with wisdom. And without it by your side, we have nothing with which to fight the enemy. But yet people will try to clothe you with their armor. People will try to tell you what you should do. People will try to give you all their wonderful wisdom and words of knowledge. This is what we need. Verse 38. If you're still in 1 Samuel. So Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a bronze helmet on his head. And he clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened the sword to his armor. Tried to walk. For he had not tested them. David said to Saul, I can't walk with these. For I've not tested them. So David Took him off. Verse 40, and he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in his shepherd's bag. You see, David was familiar with his weapon. David was familiar with what God had already given him. This, my friends, is what God has given you. This right here. This is your slingshot to take these stones of truth and cast them at the enemy and see the enemy slain before your sight. 
He will come crashing to the ground and he will no longer be able to control you. He will no longer be able to tell you you are a failure. He will never be able to tell you you are defeated because we have the victory in Jesus Christ through his word. And David knew this one thing, that his strength came from the Lord. See, the disciples learned the hard way. Remember the disciples of Jesus? They were in the boat. Jesus was sawing logs, fast asleep, storm brews, knocks the boat to and fro. And the disciples are like, God, Jesus, wake up. Wake up. We're going to die. We are doomed. But Jesus woke up and said, where is your faith? Peace be still. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? You see, we have the power through Jesus Christ to tell our fear, to tell these storms to be still. You see, oftentimes we are afraid of tomorrow because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We're afraid of failure. And we fear that we are going to lose control. We fear we're going to lose control. But we can face down our own giants. We can face down our own giants and slay them. That's why it says, and he took his staff in his hand and he chose these stones. He knew his weapons. Verse 41, and the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. And the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy, and good-looking. So the Philistine, so maybe Goliath was ugly, I don't know. So the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. <laughs> Goliath was trying to get David to back down. But David said to the Philistine, verse 45, You come at me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. And this day God will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with a sword and a spear, but the battle is the Lord's. That, my friends, is having faith for tomorrow. Pastor Jorge told an awesome story yesterday during the memorial service. He told story of a, a, of a lady who didn't have any electricity. And um, she would, you know, light a lantern every night when it got dark. And that was her source of light. Well, the city and the uh, utilities company, they're like, well, maybe we should give this lady some, you know, some, you know, electric light. So they came, they installed the wiring and told her how to flip on and flip off the light with the, the switch. And so they, they were excited, you know, to help her out. Well, the first month comes by and goes, and 
the, the electric meter didn't move. They just kind of scratches their heads like, well, okay. Second month comes and goes, same thing. The, the electric meter didn't move. Third month comes and goes, the electric meter didn't move. And finally, the, the, the boss at the electric company is like, maybe she, you know, either A, doesn't know how to use it, or B, something, we goofed something up when we installed it. So they truck back out there, ready to find a big problem, and they asked her, you know, does, does, does this work? And she goes, oh yeah, it works. Works just fine. I turn it on, I find my matches, I turn it off, I light my lantern. <laughs> you see, we have power in the name of Jesus. But if we don't use that power, and we don't use the word of God, we are powerless when the enemy comes attacking. So stone three, plan for the future. Plan for the future. Life is too short to sit back and do nothing. Though sometimes that's kind of fun to do, but, you know. But really, it's too short to do nothing. You know, yesterday, speaking of doing, you know, um, too short to do nothing. My wife and I were on our way to her family's uh, reunion. And it was one of those days. It's like, okay, we're doing good. We can get out of the house. And I'm, I'm loading the car. And, well, let's see. Um, uh, Aaron messed his diaper. Um, uh, there, was, there was something else that had happened. Oh, and I broke the key off in the front door of my house. I go to, you know, click the, the deadbolt and crank off goes the key inside the lock. It was broken. And then on the way to the family reunion, I missed my eggs. I had to go seven miles north on 35, hit the exit at Rush City, turn around, go seven miles back to my exit. Okay? So, yeah, I was a little flustered. It's, it was a little mini trial. You know, I could have sat back after I got home because I was tired after we got home last night. You know, I had this to work on. And, and I'm like, I really don't feel like fixing this door tonight. I was just ready to, I'm just going to leave the piece of wood in front of the door and the step and, you know, they're not getting in. You know. <laughs> but you know what? I stopped. I did the work and I made sure that it was taken care of, right? We have battles that are long and tiresome. That was a short little battle for me, but we have battles that are long and tiresome, but we can have victory over tomorrow. See, God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. God is always going to be where? By our side. He's never going to walk away. You see, David went away and prayed. David got alone by himself. It says, and he took a staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the brook, put them in the shepherd's bag, and they drew near the Philistine. The Philistine came and began drawing near to David. So David, before he met the Philistine, he went away. Here's how David planned for the future. He took time to gather stones. Took time to gather stones. In other words, preparation. He thought through his next moves to kill Goliath. In other words, he chose five stones. Because it might take more than one stone to bring this big dude down. 
And Goliath actually had a brother. You can read about that in 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 20. Goliath had a brother. So David was planning for the future, thought through his next moves. He chose smooth stones. I, think, I, I don't think the Bible put the word smooth in there, that adjective in there, just to put it in there. I believe it was very strategic that he chose smooth stones. Why? Because smooth stones will fly straight and true. Have you ever gone to Lake Superior and skipped the rocks off of the lake? Those nice, beautiful, smooth, flat stones. I mean, I mean, it's fun. That's, I will sit there for, I mean, I would sit there for hours until my arm falls off. I mean, I love doing that. The smoother the stone, the flatter the stone, the further it flies, and the more accurate you can get with it. Same is true with the rocks that David chose. And he gathered his staff and his weapon because David knew a fight was coming. Are you preparing yourself for battle? Are you preparing yourself for the fight? So there's three things that we can do. Number one, read God's Word. This is how you prepare. Read His Word. Practice it daily. Pray. This is how we communicate with God. Pray daily. The effective fervent prayers of a righteous person avails much. When we pray, we are, we are inviting God to meet with us and commune with us. And that's where we're going to draw our strength from. The Word of God is going to give us the weapon and the power to use. When we draw near to God in prayer, He's going to give us the strength and the character that we need. And then fasting. Some battles require fasting. Some battles require dedication to, to give up something so that we can see a desired outcome. To, to, to see God move. You see, when we plan for tomorrow, we know the outcome because we can attack the enemy and find the victory. Amen? Stone number four. Run. 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 Toward. The enemy. See, David didn't put up with his own predicament. He knew who he was, and he used it to his advantage. Verse 45, David said to the Philistine, You come at me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, whom you have defied. So David had that resolve in his heart. He was not surprised. His weapon was ready in his hand. Verse 48. And when the Philistine rose and came and drew near to meet David. So he's sauntering. Walking slowly. Menacing like. And David ran towards the enemy. And David hurried and ran toward the army to meet with the Philistine. Then David put, a, put his hand in the bag and took out a stone and slung it. And struck the Philistine in the forehead. So the stone sank into his forehead and he fell to his face to the earth. What giants are you facing? What giants are you facing in your life today? What is stopping you from trusting Jesus? 
You see, Peter trusted Jesus enough to step out of the boat onto the waves. But then Peter got his eyes off of Jesus and he started to sink. When we get our eyes off of Jesus, the storms become that much more strong in our, in our vision. And, 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 and we're going to falter. We're going to fail. We're going we're to have fear well up on the inside of us. You see, are we focusing on the waves or are we focusing on God's promises? Are we focusing on the trials and the giants? Or are we focusing on a resolve that I am God's child? I am a royal priest in God's kingdom. I have the power. I have the victory. Because Jesus said, it is what? Finished. Finished. Strength comes from the Lord. Psalm 18. Psalm 18, 39. It, um, do, do you have that slide, Walter? Psalm 18? Oh. Uh, I do. Okay. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew. Oh, that is the. What did I do? <laughs> well, we're just going to go. We're going to go here. It's more, see, this is more fun. It's way more fun to do it this way. All right, verse 39. You have armed me with strength for the battle, you have subdued. Under me those who rise up against me. That is what David has. So it doesn't matter if you're facing struggles with your finances, your health, or your family, or job, or difficult situations, whatever it is, God is going to be glorified by our actions when we run towards the enemy. Number five, I'll close with this one here. Use the gifts that God has given you. Use the gifts that God has given you. See, it may seem as if the giants in your life want to bring you down and see you fail, but remember, God is preparing you for battle. God is preparing you to see the victory that He has. And I said to the Lord, You are my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, You have covered my head in the day of battle. That is what we are fighting for. We are fighting for the Lord. We are fighting for our, our, our hearts. We are fighting for our minds. The battle is the Lord's. We are called to run. Maybe you feel power, powerless. Maybe you feel like your gifts and your talents and abilities aren't enough. But remember this. You have the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, and I will give you power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The Holy Spirit gives us strength. The Holy Spirit gives us power. Let me close with this story. There's a girl who was given her grandmother's Bible. She was given her grandmother's Bible, and inside the pages, next to a lot of these verses, were the letters T and P. Not toilet paper. <laughs> but as she read, like TP, TP, T and P, T and P. And, and she was finding this over and over and over in, in her grandmother's Bible. She asked her parents. They didn't know what it meant. She asked her family. They didn't know what it meant. 
And she found a letter inside of an envelope that was tucked inside the original Bible's box. She opened the letter, you know, because a letter like that is just precious and you want to hang on to it. And so she read it. And her grandmother was explaining that she read her Bible every day without faith. She read her Bible every day. And she would open up God's Word and she would read a verse. And she put that verse to the test. And at the end of the day, she would ask, is God's word tried and proven? And so she would write T and P next to the verse, after verse, after verse, after verse, after verse, after chapter, after book. Are you studying to show yourself approved? Are you putting God's word to the test? Because this will never fail. God will never fail. See, if we're studying to show ourselves approved, we will be ready to stand against the enemy. So we have to stop giving in to fear. We have to start running towards the enemy. We have to plan for the future by building our faith in God's Word so that you can use your gifts to slay the enemy. Amen? And when we do that, you will find breakthrough in life's battles and you will break through to victory. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Life on the Run. Find show notes, video, and much more on our website at eplife.org. Join our Facebook community at eplife.org forward slash Facebook. To support the work and ministry of Life Church, head to eplife.org forward slash giving. Life Church is located in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, and our weekly services are at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And join us next week for Life on the Run podcast so that you can leave your mark on the world by hitting the brakes, increasing your faith, and living out your life for Christ.